Turn your Bibles to 2 Samuel 24 tonight. 2 Samuel 24, and it's hard to believe we're now at the conclusion of this passage, but it has been quite a journey through the life of David as he's gone from shepherd boy to conqueror to giant slayer to king. And now he's at the end of really his reign, and there's one decision that that God wants us to know about that he made that wasn't good, but in, in the end of it, he admits that he has sinned. He, he, at the beginning of 2 Samuel 24, we found out last week that the anger of the Lord was kindled against Israel because David went and numbered the people. There was a red flag that came up to him from Joab saying, this is, this is not right. Why, does, why, does, why is my king you know, saying that this is a good thing to do? Why is my king delighting in, in doing sin? And here David presses forward as the king of Israel and says, number the people. So here in 2 Samuel 24, we're going to read a, a verse that we read last week here in, in verse 14 as, as David responds. It says, And David said unto Gad, who is the prophet there, I am in a great strait. Let us fall now into the hand of the Lord, for his mercies are great. And let me not fall into the hand of man. If you remember, he was given three choices. As he numbered the, the children of Israel, said, I've, I've sinned against the Lord. The Lord gives them three choices as far as consequences. Either three more years of famine, or you can for three months be overrun by your enemies, or three days under the sword of the Lord. Three days to be run over with pestilence as the Lord would have it. And he says, I'm not, I'm not going to be, I, I don't want to fall into the hands of man. I want to fall into the mercy of God. Let me fall into the hand of God. So let's read the rest of this chapter together, and then we'll pray and we'll dive right in. Verse 15, so the Lord sent a pestilence upon Israel from the morning even to the, appoint, the time appointed. And there died of the people from Dan even to Beersheba seventy thousand men. And when the angel stretched out his hand upon Jerusalem to destroy it, the Lord repented him of the evil and said to the angel that destroyed the people, it is enough. Stay now thine hand. And the angel of the Lord was by the threshing place of, Ar- of Arona, the Jebusite. And David spake unto the Lord when he was, when he saw the angel that smote the people and said, lo, I have sinned. And I have done wickedly. But these sheep, what have they done? Let thine hand, I pray thee, be, my, be against me and against my father's house. And Gad came that day to David and said unto him, Go up, rear an altar to the Lord in the threshing floor of Arunah and the, the Jebusite. And David, according to the saying of Gad, went up as the Lord commanded. And Arunah looked and saw the king and his servants coming on toward him. And Aruna went out and bowed himself before the king on the face on his face upon the ground. And Aruna said, Wherefore is my lord the king come to his servant? And David said, To buy the threshing floor of thee, to build an altar unto the Lord, that the plague may be stayed from the people. Excuse me. Verse twenty two. And Aruna said unto David, 
Let my lord the king take the take and offer up what seemeth good unto him. Behold, here be the oxen for the burnt sacrifice, and the threshing instruments, and other instruments of the of the oxen for wood. All of these did Aruna as the king give unto the king. And Aruna said unto the king, The Lord thy God accept thee. And the king said unto Aruna, Nay, but I will surely buy buy it of thee at a price. Neither will I offer burnt offerings unto the Lord my God of that which doth cost me nothing. So David brought, bought the threshing floor and the oxen for fifty shekels of silver. And David built there an altar unto the Lord and offered burnt offerings and peace offerings. So the Lord was entreated for the land and the plague was stayed from Israel. Father, I ask tonight that you would uh, take this passage here from the Old Testament, from David's life. Lord, you've put it right here at the end of 2 Samuel for a reason, uh, specifically for each one of us right here tonight as we look into your word. So God, I'm asking that you'd show us wondrous things out of your law tonight. Lord, would you strike each heart, uh, Lord, with, with the response of David and with the response of this man that we learn of from Scripture. In Jesus' name, amen. Tonight, what I want to look at is God's hand, David's humility, and Aruna's heart. Aruna also has a, uh, another name in Scripture, uh, which I'll be using more of. I'll be using them interchangeably, but in First Chronicles 21, where this story is told again with some other details to help us encapsulate the whole story, his name is Ornan. So Aruna and Ornan are the same person. Aruna means... Uh, a joyful shout or joyful song and ornans means almost the exact same thing joyful shout unto the lord and and here this man is used by god in a mighty way to move forward to really accelerate the plague being stayed from israel but let's look first at the hand of god 70,000 men have already died and here, God's hand is merciful. Look at verses 16 through 18 again. Look at, look at what happens. And when the angel stretched out his hand upon Jerusalem to destroy it, the Lord repented him of the evil and said to the angel that destroyed the people, It is enough. Stay now thine hand. Now, the, the Lord's not repenting in, in a sense that we repent of, of our sin to the Lord repentance here means change of mind he is changing based on not his changing character because he has unchanging character but based on the humility of david david saying i want to be thrown into the hand of the lord because he is merciful think about if he had chosen to be thrown into the hand of his enemies would his enemies said oh that's enough we killed three thousand people that's okay david we'll go home now see you later that wasn't going to happen they weren't going to do that. And God knew. He banked on the fact that God is a merciful God. And this justified David's wisdom in leaving himself in God's hand. He could trust God to, to not destroy him, to keep good on his covenant. He could trust him to do that, but he couldn't trust man to do that. And we see the hand of God being merciful to David as he cries out, Lo, I have sinned, verse 17, and I have done wickedly. But these sheep, what have they done? You know, when you get right before the Lord, when you, when you start, when you get a clean heart again, when you understand, God, it's, it's by your mercy that I'm living, 
you start to look out and you start to be concerned about others once again. You start to look out and, and see the, how, what your sin is causing other people. You say, God, would you be merciful to them? Now, God didn't choose to. God allowed his consequences to play out to show the wickedness of, of his sin. But God did provide a clear way to, to be right with God again. God showed David mercy by telling him exactly what to do and exactly where to go. God was not vague or confusing. And that's something that you and I can take away from this as well. When it comes to having a clean heart before God, when, when you have sinned before God and God is, pricks you, whether it be in, in, in your personal time with the Lord or God pricks you during a message that you've heard, God's never vague or confusing about what you need to get right or when you need to get it right. God is very clear. 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's who our Father is. That's who our God is. He wants us to come to him. So God provided a clear way. He says, go and buy this threshing floor. Go, go to this threshing floor, and I want you to offer a sacrifice to me. I want you to offer offerings to me, and the plague will be stayed. Have you ever wondered why God chose this place? Have you ever wondered why he chose the threshing floor of Aruna? Out of all the places where David could have built an altar, why here? And 2 Chronicles chapter 3 tells us that, uh, and I'll have you turn there if you'd like to, 2 Chronicles chapter 3, the threshing floor of Aruna had both rich history and a rich future. And in 2 Chronicles chapter 3, I'll give you just a little bit more time to get there after the kings there is the, the books of Chronicles, First and Second Chronicles. And chapter 3 and verse 1 reads this, Then Solomon began to build the house of the Lord at Jerusalem in Mount Moriah, where the Lord appeared unto David his father, in the place that David had prepared in the threshing floor of Ornan the Jebusite. Wow. So here this, the temple of the Lord is being built here. This is... This is, this is in Mount Moriah. Does that ring a bell at all? Someone offered their son on Mount Moriah. Abraham. So this has a rich past, and God is clearly choosing this place out of all places to give a picture not only to David. He knew the significance of it. Anyone who read the, the Word of God at that time that they had knew the significance of this. God was providing a way a way of redemption. Not only so that they could see the past victory of redemption that God had promised, but the current redemption that he was providing from this plague and the future redemption he would one day. There was a mountain not too far north of Moriah where Jesus Christ was, was slain, where he was, he was hung on a tree, and that was, uh, that was Golgotha not too far away from Moriah, that same set of hills, that, that same place would hold significance for the future of the God's covenant that he's keeping right here with David, but the future covenant, the new covenant that he would establish through his own blood for our sin. That's the significance that God wants to get across to us here is that God always, 
from the beginning of creation to then to right now, God always provides a way to be clean and right with him. That is, that's, that's amazing. There was blood that was shed, though. There was a price that had to be paid. And I'm going to read a, a verse from the very end of, of 2 Samuel 24. I'll be going back to 2 Chronicles, so if you want to stay there, you can. But 2 Samuel 24, verse 25, And David built an altar there unto the Lord, and offered burnt offerings and peace offerings. So the Lord was entreated for the land, and the plague was stayed from Israel. God was merciful. God's hand is merciful. And it's merciful then, and it's merciful now. Secondly, I want to look at the humility of David. The hand of the Lord, and the humility of David. I will not offer to God what costs me nothing. That was the humility of David. I'm not going to come here selfishly. I'm not going to come here and solicit uh, a, a piece of land. I'm, I am going to pay for it, Warren, no matter what. This is, this, is, this is offering that I know costs something. He's, uh, he, he, the humility of, of David was seen in his repentance before God. Lo, I have sinned. I, I, I accept the fact that I have sinned before God, and that's what God says when, when he says if we confess with our sins, confession is, is taking God's side against our sin. Basically, getting off the witness stand, leaving our sin there, getting on God's side where God is saying that sin is wrong, and you're saying, yes, I agree with you. My sin is wrong, and, and my sin needs, needs punishment. God, thank you that you paid the sin debt for, for me. Thank you that you paid for all of my sin. Humility is repentance before God, and David did that. Humility is also obedience to God before man. And he's saying to Ornan here, this man who, who comes and, and sees David driving up his driveway, and he says, I, I, I'll offer you anything you want, king. You're the king. You, I mean, uh, I, not every day you get a king in your driveway. And here he says, you know, come on, come on here, and, and you can have anything you want. And he says, nay, but I will surely buy it of thee at a price. Neither will I offer burnt offerings unto the Lord my God of that which doth cost me nothing. I want to make sure that the Lord knows I mean it. I'm not here soliciting anything. The Lord told me to come here and make a sacrifice, and I'm going to do so. The humility of David is what we need. But lastly, and this is where I'm going to park for the rest of the message. Probably a man that we know very little about because there's very little of him in Scripture, but the heart of Ornan. I give it all. Look, Turn with me to 1 Chronicles 21, and, and this is where I'm going to end tonight as we've finished out reading 2 Samuel. I want to turn to 1 Chronicles 21, which is that, that parallel passage, and you'll recognize some of the same language Verifying that this is the same exact event happening, just different names that are used for this man. But look at with me at First Chronicles twenty one and verse twelve. First Chronicles twenty one and verse twelve. Gad is speaking here. He's giving David these three choices either three years famine or three months to be destroyed before thy foes, 
while that the sword of the, the sword of thine enemies overtaketh thee, or else three days the sword of the Lord, even the pestilence in the land and the angel of the Lord destroying throughout all the coasts of Israel. Now therefore advise thyself what word I shall bring again to him that sent me. And David said unto Gad, I am in a great strait, let me fall now into the hand of the Lord. For very great are his mercies, but let me not fall into the hand of men. And God told David exactly what to do then in verse 18. Jump down to verse 18. Then the angel of the Lord commanded Gad to say to David that David should go up and set up an altar unto the Lord in the threshing floor of Ornan the Jebusite. And David went up and at the saying of Gad, which he spake in the name of the Lord. And now it, it transports us from, from David's obedience, David's humility. We've seen the hand of God is merciful. We've seen that the humility of David is what was needed. But now we're going to see the heart of one who is willing to do anything. He's willing to surrender all, that God's purpose would move forward, that God's power would be back on the nation of Israel and his king. And now we're going to see the heart that we need here tonight. Look at verse 20. It says, And Ornan turned back and saw the angel, and his four sons with him hid themselves. They see this angel that is going throughout the coast of Israel who is slaughtering people, and he has just been told by the Lord to say, Nope, it's enough. It's enough. My hand of mercy is coming down. David is now moving in obedience to me. The, the plague is going to be stopped. Now Ornan was threshing wheat. Verse 21, And as David came to Ornan, Ornan looked and saw David, and went out of the threshing floor and bowed himself to David with his face to the ground. I want you to notice Ornan's posture. He sees, he sees the, the, the king coming up his driveway. He says, man, that's, that's the king. All of his, all of his, uh, his entourage is coming with him. Uh, man, there's, there's the king here. What, what's, what's going on? And he, he, he stops everything. He comes out and he bows his face to the ground. He's ready to do what his king wants for, for him. And I wonder how different would our lives be if we <laughs> saw the Lord coming down our driveway. We saw our king coming down our drive. Maybe God's on your driveway tonight talking to you about something. And you're saying, Lord, no, you know, later. Uh, I know you're knocking at my door, but you can stay in the driveway. No, Ornan comes out and he says, my, uh, you are my Lord and my King. Here, verse 22. Then David said to Ornan, grant me this place of this threshing floor that I may build an altar there and unto the Lord. Thou shalt grant it me for the full price that the plague may be stayed from the people. And Ornan said unto David, I'll pray about it. Right? No. He said, I'll give it to you, but you'll have to wait for a month. No. He said, take it to thee, and let my lord the king do that which is good in his eyes. Lo, I give thee the oxen also for the burnt offerings, and the threshing instruments for wood, and the wheat for the meat offering. I give it all. That's the kind of heart we need. When we see people dying and going to hell, it, look, put yourself in Ornan's shoes for a moment. 70,000 people, 70, people have already died on his watch. <laughs> 
70,000 people are, are, are dying and there's more people that will die if, if this threshing floor is not had and an offering is not made. And he says, whatever it takes, king, I give it all. Ornan knew that God wanted him, wanted, knew what God wanted of him, and his heart was, I give it all. There was no reason to pray about it. Yeah, I think it's too, it's too, far too often what we do. Oh, I, you know, I, I, I know God wants me to be a soul winner. I know he wants me to go and tell the love of Jesus to other people that I see if the Lord gives me opportunities to, which he has opportunities all over the place. And our response to that is, I'll pray about it. The Lord wants us to tithe. He wants us to give 10% of, 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 what, we, of what we have, of our increase to him. And uh, I heard a preacher once say this. Uh, he said, you, you, you get angry about me talking about tithing. And I haven't started talking about your money yet. <laughs> the 10% is the Lord's. That's, that's his. Don't, don't, start, don't start fussing about that. But we, we, you don't have a reason to pray about it. Uh, I'll pray about it. I'll pray about tithing. Are you praying? I'm praying about praying. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, there's, there's so many things that we know what God wants us to do. And we say, oh, I'm, I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about obeying. That was not Ornan's heart at all. Ornan was saying, you want it, king? <laughs> if you, you, you want, hey, you can take it all. Here's, here's the instruments you need. Here's the wood. Here's the, the, the oxen. Here's everything you need. I give it all. I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sit here and pray about whether God wants to stay the plague from off the people. I'm not gonna sit here while people die and go to hell. There was no reason to pray about it. There was no right to procrastinate. I'll, I'll give you this threshing floor here, but you're going to have to wait a month before you get it. Uh, that's not what Ornan said. He didn't say that. He, uh, so often us as Christians, we say, well, I'm planning to obey. I'll get around to serving God next year, or I'll do that next time, or I know what God wants me to do, but God, you're going to have to wait for a while. And too often when it comes to obedience to God, we know the thing that needs to be done, but we don't do it. We don't do it. It's, it's not that we're in the dark about what God wants for us. It's, it's we just don't want to do what God wants for us. And that's, that's a scary thing. But with th thousands of people dying and the king on his doorstep, Ornan was not going to... He was not going to be thinking about whether it was a good idea to sell this piece of land to the king or not. He said, I give it to you, take it to thee, and let my lord the king do that which is good in his eyes. Lo, I give it to thee, the oxen for also for the burnt offerings and the threshing instruments for wood and the wheat for the meat offering. I give it all. Take all of it. I don't want it. I don't want this, what this, this threshing floor can give me in the short term. I want you to have a king because I know I want the presence of God back on my king and on my nation. And as we come to the end of this story here tonight, the end of the life of David, that's recorded for us, I pray that we will all have that same heart. We know God's mercy to us. We know God's mercy is new to us every morning. We know that we are to humble ourselves before God just as David did. But I pray that we will all have the heart of Ornan. I surrender all. I give it all. Let's pray.